Welcome to the Carnivore Cast, a podcast focused on the carnivore diet and lifestyle, with practical advice from successful carnivores, citizen scientists, and top researchers. I'm your host, Scott Meslinski, and I'm here to speak with experts and experienced carnivores to get answers to your biggest and meatiest questions while helping you live your best life as a carnivore. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the Carnivore Cast on Patreon. By becoming a patron, you'll help us reach more people and continue to create content on Carnivore. There are also exclusive perks available, such as private Q&As, consultations with me, and more. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash carnivorecast. Check the episode description for the link. Thank you, and I'll see you there. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Carnivore Cast with me, Scott Meslinski, your host. Today, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. I'm going to be answering questions that you all submitted on Instagram uh, for a Q&A. And let me know if you like these. Uh, I may choose to do it more frequently in the future, maybe monthly, maybe every other month. Um, but this is something I wanted to do at the end of the year, at the end of 2021, um, looking back on the year I've had, we've had together in the carnivore community um, and answering some of the top questions. So I'll start with one, um, which is goals for 2022. Um, and I hope everyone, by the way, is enjoying this with a nice warm cup of bone broth or your favorite drink. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Um, so goals for 2022. Um, I think in 2022, I... Um, want to continue to focus a lot on my relationship with my wife, my family. Um, uh, I have certain career aspirations in, in my job outside of Carnivore Casts. And then for the podcast itself, um, I want to continue to deliver excellent guests um, to you all, great episodes every week. Um, I want to seek out new guests. Um, I think a lot over the past couple months, I've been defaulting to uh, more of the N equals one stories, which are always fantastic. And I love highlighting and introducing and meeting new carnivores and carnivore adjacent people and sharing their stories with you all. I think it's fantastic. It's a big reason I started this podcast and what really gets me going. Um, but in addition to those, I want to keep doing that, but also have more of the research, more experts try to stay on top of some of the recent research in carnivore ketogenic diets um, and bring that to you all. Um, and bring that scientific basis that I've had a lot in the past and certain guests bring, uh, but I want to make sure that that's really a foundation for, for 2022. And then um, a similar question was lessons and themes learned from 2021 guests. Um, and I think there are too many, too many to mention here, uh, but looking over the last year of episodes, um, you know, I've done over 50 episodes this year, uh, at least one a week. And what keeps coming back for me is that there is so much more to this diet than just the X's and O's of um, how much do you eat, organs, supplements, grass-fed, grass-finished, protein and fat. There's this whole other aspect of the mental side. And that's not only how carnivore helps your mental state, but also to a certain extent, being in the right place mentally to start a carnivore diet and setting yourself up for success, um, to be adherent, to be consistent whatever that means for you. Um, and then having the right mindset as you're, as you're doing your carnivore diet, as you're on your carnivore journey, um, can be so critical. Um, and I've had 
guests who coach others and they talk about mindset going in. I've had guests who are carnivore veterans, uh, like Linda Salen, um, who's been carnivore for over six years now. And she talked about how, um, you know, some of her mindset around carnivore has changed, um, and how she's keeping an open mind. And then I, I have had Bella, um, steak and butter gal. She's been on multiple times. She talks about how her, her mindset has shifted around food and carnivore over time. And so, you know, it's a very fluid thing. It's not, um, one size fits all. Um, and, and Laura, um, primal Laura, she had another fantastic interview talking about living a holistic and optimal life, incorporating other things outside of, um, outside of just meat. Um, Laura primal is her handle on carnivore. And so she talks about, you know, meditation and time in nature. And, um, I think there's just so much more to this diet than just, um, the food, which is awesome. It, it gives us more stuff to think about, more to talk about, more ways to improve our lives. Um, so yeah, those are some of the lessons and themes from 2021 guests, but I'd love to hear yours as well. Um, if you want to, if you want to share some of the things you, you've all learned and benefited from last year, uh, most positive change in the carnivore space since I first started. I would say it's um, one positive change is just how big it's grown and how many people are involved in it now and how much, how many resources there are out there, podcasts, shows, Facebook groups, books. Um, there was not a lot of that when I started. There was the zeroing in on health Facebook group and not much else, um, which is tremendous resource still. But um, even Kelly Hogan, uh, one of the administrators, leaders of that group, has grown her social media presence and now has so much more content um, on her fantastic YouTube channel as well um, to share with folks. So I'd say that's been a huge positive change. And then um, I've also seen, you know, there was a lot of divisiveness in the community um, around calling people out and, you know, certain foods not being carnivore and different ways of carnivore and people saying you need organ meats, don't eat organ meats. And maybe I'm just not as attuned to it, but it seems like a lot of that has kind of died down. Um, and more people are thinking, you know, we're on the same team here. We're all trying to, we're all trying to help each other get healthy. We're all trying to help our, our loved ones. We're trying to educate people. Um, and uh, I've seen a little bit less of that in-group, out-group thinking um, and, and communication, which I think is fantastic and I hope continues. And I hope I can be a voice for that change. Um, then let's see what are, so I'm going to get into some more particular questions here. Um, one of you asked is a 48 to 60 hour fast good for you long-term. So I want to dissect this question a little bit. Um, good for you long-term is a very ambiguous term. Um, and it lacks context. So it depends what good for you means. Um, you know, are you, an obese person who needs to lose weight, then maybe a 48 to 60 hour fast is good for you long-term. Are you, um, you know, a CrossFitter who's low body fat and already restricting calories following carnivore, um, stressed out of your mind, working two jobs is a 48 to 60 hour fast. Good for you. Probably not. Um, it may be good for you to, get better at fasting. Like what is good for you mean? It's probably not good for your overall health. Um, and I think fasts have become, I, I've seen people get away from this recently, but I think in the past fasts have kind of become an honor badge, an accomplishment, 
people striving for longer and longer fasts, thinking longer, faster, better, um, thinking they need to like level up in terms of how much they fast. I don't think that's uh, healthy. And I also don't think it, it helps people. I don't think it's a healthy mindset. And I also think it's healthy physically. Um, I think generally I'm not a fan of fasting at all. I don't think it accomplishes anything special. That's a little bit controversial in this community. Um, but generally, you know, I think most people would agree with fast when you feel you need to, and when it's easy for you, don't force yourself into a fast. So if you are hungry to eat, eat three times a day, keep eating and eat those three times. Don't say I have to fast to make this work better. Um, a somewhat related question. Someone said, can't sleep on carnivore more than four hours a night, not fasting and eating a lot. So they're not fasting and they are eating a lot to clarify that. So this is something I see a lot in the carnivore community. I think sleep is talked about a lot as important. Um, we don't talk about, and we talk about some strategies to optimize sleep, you know, sleep hygiene, cool, dark room, having the same bedtime every night, getting sunlight in the morning, um, trying to eat more of your food early in the day. These are all good things. Um, don't have a huge meal before bed, but people don't openly talk about the ways carnivore itself can negatively impact sleep. So if you are an active person, if you're low body fat, or if you're still, um, your, your metabolism is still reliant on glucose, um, that can put yourself in a fight or flight state, um, especially overnight if you haven't eaten in a while. And so people will often find their blood sugar drops, um, and that wakes them up and keeps them from sleeping. Similarly, if you're fasting, um, you may have a hard time staying asleep through the night. That's because your body spikes your adrenaline um, and spice your cortisol when you haven't eaten. And that's why people say, you know, oh, I feel so energetic and heightened and such mental clarity when I'm fasting. Like, yeah, it's because you're in a super stress, stressed out state. <laughs> um, and you're basically stressing your body. Um, so I think, you know, if you can't sleep more than four hours, I would look at sleep habits first. I would look at having a consistent bedtime, cool, dark room, getting sunlight in the morning, um, not having a huge meal before bed. Then I would look at possibly something like magnesium, making sure you have your other electrolytes in check, salt that can help control your blood sugar overnight. And then, um, you know, if all of that isn't working, you're still having sleep troubles, you may want to consider um, having a little bit of slow digesting carbs before bed, maybe some berries, something that'll keep your blood sugar in check and keep um, a small amount of glucose in your bloodstream before bed. Um, particularly just enough to like refill your liver glycogen. It's not going to get fat. It's not going to spike your insulin, you know, a small piece of fruit, um, but that might help you sleep through the night. Um, how to go carnivore when you're full of oxalates. So Sally Norton's the expert here. I would check out her interviews um, and check out her, her Facebook group and her website. Um, I've done multiple podcasts with her. She often talks about titrating out oxalates um, it's not something that has to take a super long time, like months. I don't believe, I think it's over the course of weeks, um, rather than just going cold turkey um, on, on all oxalates, like cutting out spinach, almonds, um, coffee, cinnamon, whatever source of oxalates you may have in your diet, um, you go to, uh, you titrate down because if you go all the way to zero, your body, um, from what I understand, releases a lot of the oxalates um, that you have stored. And then you have 
a lot of the symptoms as if you were eating a lot of oxalates. So you want to slowly ease your body into it. So check out Dr. Sally Norton on that. Um, candida and hydrogen sulfide SIBO, carnivore didn't fix it. So I don't know specifically what these conditions are, um, nor am I an expert on how to cure them. So I definitely consider working with a doctor on this. Um, I can't give medical advice, um, but I think there are a lot of people in the carnivore community who have suffered from similar things. Um, Josh Blackburn comes to mind on the candida side, and then I'm sure there are others uh, regarding um, the hydrogen sulfide SIBO. I'm really sorry. That sounds very tough. Um, I'd encourage you to um, try to work with a doctor and or a coach, um, ideally both, um, who can help you through your particular problems. And then ask in some of the Facebook groups, see if there are others. I'm very excited to be partnering with Bioptimizers to bring you guys an awesome new product. Capex helps you digest fat which we all know is so important on a carnivore or meat-based diet. There are many well-researched benefits to having good fat in your diet. I think it's an essential part of carnivore to make sure you're getting enough fat, not just jamming down protein. But the problem is with too much fat and without proper digestive enzymes and key nutrients, the fat just sits in your stomach and creates a traffic jam. For me, this made me bloated, made me up all night with indigestion. You can feel sluggish, low energy. Undigested fats pass through your GI tract so you can get greasy, fatty stools, constipation, fatty liver, etc. But Bioptimizers has created an awesome new digestive product called Capex, which is specifically great for carnivore. It helps in a few key ways. One is it can help rev up your cellular metabolism and boosting your energy and your capacity to burn fat as fuel. It also helps your body build new cells on a carnivore diet. And lastly, it can give you really strong focused energy. So I don't recommend taking it past 5 p.m. or so because it can just wake you up without any stimulants, which is pretty awesome. So I highly suggest you check it out. I had a great podcast with one of the founders and CEO of Bioptimizers, Matt Gallant, if you want to check it out. You can go to kenergize.com slash carnivorecast to get a discount. That's K-E-N-E. R-G-I-Z-E dot com forward slash carnivorecast, one word, and you'll automatically get 10% off any package of KPEX with coupon code carnivorecast10. It's all one word at checkout. That's K-Energize slash carnivorecast, and hope you guys enjoy. Uh, what are some signs that somebody has taken carnivore too far and that they need to add other foods back in? This is a great question. I love this question. So, um, Somebody has taken carnivore too far. Too far to me means could mean a few different things. One is on the physical side, um, your health is getting worse. So um, this happened to me three years into carnivore. Uh, I wasn't able to digest all the food and the fat. I was getting bloating. I was getting burping, uncontrollable gas all the time. I was constipated. I was um, not sleeping well. Um, sometimes getting uh, vomiting. And so at that point, I think I had taken carnivore too far, or at least it, could, it didn't serve the purposes I needed. And I needed to add other foods back in mainly because I needed so much food to maintain my weight and getting all that food from fat and protein wasn't working for my digestive system. So that could be one sign or something similar to that. Um, you know, if you're having energy problems, if you're having 
migraines all throughout the day. And, and you've been doing carnivore for a while. I, I want to emphasize that, you know, with carnivore, as with keto and other things, there's always a transition period. So too far um, to me implies you've done it for a certain amount of time. So if you're having some of these symptoms, you know, you want to look at everything else in your life, sleep, stress, um, your workout, are you working out too much? Are you not recovering enough? That can lead to a lot of digestive symptoms, um, migraine symptoms, symptoms that you think might be related to food, but are actually related to stress or, or not having sufficient recovery um, from working out. I see this all the time with people doing you know, cardio six times a week and CrossFit workouts and they're having digestive issues. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Your body is never resting. Um, so that's a sign that maybe carnivore has gone too far. Um, another would be if it impairs your social life, you know, if it's making your relationships worse. And I never say that you need to apologize for being carnivore. And, you know, those around you should accept what you do or at least allow you to do it and not push back and um, make you feel isolated and make you feel wrong or tell you what you have to eat um, when they don't they don't agree with a carnivore diet or something similar or any diet for that matter. Um, but if carnivore is causing you to isolate yourself or um, you know ruin relationships that otherwise would be beneficial to you, it's one thing if, you know, you go carnivore and you realize some of your toxic relationships aren't helping you and you get out of those, that's fine. But if, you know, you have best friends and you don't want to hang out with them anymore, you feel like you can't hang out with them anymore because you're carnivore and they're not, um, maybe take, take a chance to reflect and say, you know, have I taken carnivore too far? Um, do I need to be a little more flexible or at least just like open up my mind a little bit? Um, I think that's the sign. Uh, but yeah, adding foods back in, I'm a huge proponent of if you can tolerate it. Um, I think I, the system I like to use is the whole 30 food reintroduction where you take one food, not a food group, one food, like a banana, not fruit. And you say for three days, I'm going to test having one serving of this in addition to my normal baseline carnivore diet. And I'm going to write down how I feel, how, um, how satisfied I am. Um, how my digestion does, any other notes you want to. And then you go back to baseline for at least a day. And then you text the next food. And if a food does well, you can keep it in your baseline. Um, but do things slowly. Um, there's always a trade-off between moving slower and being able to really well isolate which foods do and don't agree with you and moving faster and being able to get through more foods quickly. So that just is a trade-off you're going to need to make. But I like the three days then one day back at baseline in three days. Um, good question. So um, what are some signs and symptoms that somebody is fasting too much and that they need to add more calories or meals? So this is going to be somewhat similar to the last question. Um, I'd say, you know, a lot of sleep disturbances probably mean you're fasting too much or you're not eating enough calories. Um, if you're cold all the time when other people aren't, um, if you are stressed, um, if you're feeling really, um, high stress, if you're having cravings all the time, if you're really hungry, um, if you find yourself cheating or binging or eating uncontrollably, even if it's carnivore foods, um, those are probably signs you need to add more meals or more calories. Um, another thing, and I've encountered this more recently with consults, um, 
folks who have a lot of digestive distress, um, similar to what I talked about with the belching and the burping or other things um, like acid reflux, et cetera. You know, a lot of those people are trying to do one meal a day um, or sometimes two, but often one meal a day, sometimes with fasting. Think about it this way. When you're having one meal a day and your body is poor at producing stomach acid, you're basically throwing an atom bomb on your stomach um, each time you eat. It can be a lot easier on your stomach to have smaller meals and break that up, specifically when it's large amounts of fat or protein. Um, and so I think in those cases, I really encourage people to try you know, going to four meals a day or something like that. And you can always go back. It's not like you go to four meals, you've broken up every carnivore rule, you're out of the book, your circadian rhythm is going to be screwed up. No, eat, take your normal meal or meals and break them up into four and see if that helps your digestion for two weeks. It might be a game changer for you, as it has for a lot of people I've worked with. So I think that's, that's a time when it makes sense to add more meals. Um, Another another time to add more meals or more uh, calories is if you know you feel like you're trying everything and you're not getting results. Um, I have people who contact me who are, like I said, working out way too much, working way too much, cardio way too much, restricting calories and fasting, and they're like, my weight's not budging. And sometimes you know you need to really ease yourself into weight loss. You need the weight to you need basically like sneak up on your body and not let it know that you're. Um, trying to diet or trying to lose weight. Um, and that's what's great about carnivore is a lot of times you lose weight without really realizing um, that you're in a calorie deficit. So I think um, crash diets don't work. And anytime your body is under stress, it's going to make it exponentially harder for you to lose fat, lose weight, and just feel good and perform well. So that'd be a time to add more calories. And you can always lose the weight later. Um, so. Don't feel, don't feel like you're in a rush. Um, you know, slow, slow and steady is my approach on those things. Tips for bodybuilding on carnivore. Um, and some people ask some related questions about training on carnivore, bodybuilding carnivore. So uh, I've had a lot of great guests um, who are who are bodybuilders. Your experts here. Most recently, Colt Milton and his wife Taylor. Um, you know, I've had whole host of people um, who are bodybuilders or physique uh, focused um, and have been able to, you know, lift weights and get stronger and get fitter um, on carnivore. Mark Bell um, comes to mind, Sean Baker, of course, uh, Kevin, Dr. Kevin Stock, many others. So definitely check out those interviews and check out their work um, and their free stuff. They have a lot of great resources. But in general, bodybuilding on carnivore, I would say, you know, um, one, you can definitely eat more frequently. Like your, your metabolism, metabolism is just going to be hyper revved up and you're going to be extremely insulin sensitive, um, from lifting weights, particularly like high volume bodybuilder style. So you really don't have to worry about, oh, I can only eat one meal a day because I need to be more insulin sensitive or, oh, I need to make sure I'm intermittent fasting to stay insulin sensitive. Like that kind of all goes out the window when you're working out. Um, working out, lifting a lot of heavy weights and draining your glycogen is basically like fasting in fast forward. Dr. Ted Nyman talks about this a lot. So that's great. Um, you're already, if you're on carnivore, you're hitting the protein button pretty hard. So that's great. 
And basically, if you're not going to use any targeted carbs around your workouts, which you may want to experiment with, you know, either something really clean like white rice or honey or even dextrose powder in very small amounts um, can really benefit people. Uh, think about a targeted ketogenic diet and Google keto gains, targeted TKD or targeted ketogenic diet. They have some great resources on this. Basically a way to have a small amount of fast acting carbs right before or during your workout to really aid performance. Um, but if you're not doing that, or even if you are either way, um, a lot of your fuel is going to come through gluconeogenesis. Um, so just think about the fact that, you know, you need one gram per pound of protein for muscle building and organ health and restoring tissue and all those things. You're going to need additional protein that will get sucked into glucose, um, to fuel your, your muscle building. So your protein intakes can get much higher than the normal carnivore, normal bodybuilder, even who's eating carbs. Um, so, you know, don't be afraid to go over two grams per pound of protein, pound of body weight, um, in protein, or even three grams. Um, and then, uh, manage your electrolytes. These are super important on carnivore and any type of physical activity, but, um, bodybuilding for sure, you know, have a lot of salts before your workout, possibly during your workout, uh, make sure you're supplementing with potassium and magnesium. Um, I would say, you know, see how high you can go with the magnesium. Um, some people just more is better. Um, you have to be careful with the type because you can get digestive distress, but I like glycinate or three and eight are two good options. Um, and then what else bodybuilding on carnivore? Um, I'd encourage you, a lot of people like to work out fasted. I'd encourage you not to do that. Um, you'll have greater muscle protein breakdown and worse muscle protein synthesis than if you work out with food in your stomach. Um, so either have a small meal and go work out. A lot of people find on carnivore, they can eat and work out very quickly in succession. If you don't find that and your stomach is really full with the meat, you can have something smaller, like a few eggs, um, anything to really tide you over before you work out, um, or just work out in the middle of your meals during the day. Um, and then, you know, lastly, you know, make sure you prioritize sleep. That's when you build muscle in your sleep. Um, and yeah, I think that's all good things. I think you can get fantastic results bodybuilding on carnivore. I don't think you need carbs by any means. I think carbs can help, but, um, people can transform their bodies and, probably 99% people can get the physique they want um, with carnivore diet and lifting weights. And everyone's a bodybuilder, not just, um, you know, guys who go to the gym trying to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, everyone is building their body in some way. So ladies, um, older ladies, you are bodybuilders too. Um, and think about that when you go to the gym, you really want to build lean tissue, muscle, bone to support yourself. Um, and it makes your physique look better. You're not going to get chunky. You're not going to get bulky. Um, just look at, you know, women like Vanessa Spina and, um, and others who, who have started weightlifting. Um, it just makes your overall physique look better. Um, and it, um, you know, you don't want to just lose pounds. You want to lose fat and you want to gain muscle. So yeah, I hope that this was helpful. Let me know if you guys enjoyed it. Shoot me more questions if you want. I'm always happy to answer them. Um, I hope I hope this was fun. I had fun. Um, and I hope everyone has a fantastic 2022. 
I'm really excited to bring you a lot of great guests in the new year. Please let me know um, in the comments and a DM anywhere who you'd like to see on the podcast, particularly scientific guests, doctors, researchers, and I hope I'll chat to you all soon. Keep it carnivore. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the Carnivore Cast on Patreon. By becoming a patron, you'll help us reach more people and continue to create content on Carnivore. There are also exclusive perks available, such as private Q&As, consultations with me, and more. Become a supporter at patreon.com slash carnivorecast. Check the episode description for the link. Thank you, and I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Carnivore Cast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And share it with a friend. What questions would you like answered? Or who would you like to hear from in the carnivore research community? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CarnivoreCast or go to CarnivoreCast.com. You can also email me at info at CarnivoreCast.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep it carnivore.